problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I mean, we are a bunch of weird people, okay? I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Hey, <laughs> dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody, today on a Tuesday, which is my favorite day of the week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. House investigative committees. They'll be coming to you next. It's Commanding a- documents, testimony. It's officially over. you're under oath. It's yes. officially over. The Mueller report thing is officially over. He should just. Put all his files in a drawer, lock the office, and go on home. It is completely over. Cocktails are on me, team. Let's go get drunk. Yesterday, AOC says we got to stop talking about the Mueller investigation and collusion and start talking about taxes. And today, Donald Trump Jr. said it's imperative that the entire Mueller report comes out. We need full transparency on this. Wow. So it is. Wow, wow. Something's <laughs> leaking, clearly. Well, something is clearly leaked out, which would explain Nadler on the talk shows over the weekend saying, no, no, the direction we need to go now right. is. I mean, so it, it's just over. It's just. Well, you, you were the, the, the bell of the ball there for a while, Mr. Mueller, but nobody's interested in anymore. But what about Russian collusion? That story's what over, What about man. collusion? You just got to get used to it. That was the it. most important thing in the world. Well, it, that's something. So clearly, Putin, you're... Putin, collusion! You're absolutely right. Now, it's possible, I suppose, the leak could be wrong, but it would appear that both sides fully believe a leak that is that is out there that says there's going to be nothing. And judging by their actions, yes, you're correct. Because <laughs> when the Trump camp is now saying we want the whole thing out, right. we want it printed, we every want word. we want it handed out in every school to every school child in America. <laughs> and the Democrats are saying the Mueller report was never really our focus to begin with. What we're interested in is so exactly that's where we are now. Taxes, financial crimes, obstruction, etc. Man, that happened quickly. Ah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about this a great deal going forward, not only today and the weeks to come, but for the rest of our lives. Dun, dun, dun! Is there anybody to the right of, say, a who's kind of a Kamala Harris? Anybody to the right of Kamala Harris who doesn't react to the idea of endless investigations, casting an incredibly wide net, subpoenaing, 80-some people in their documents. Is there anybody who doesn't react to that with like, oh, come on, really? Well, I'll get to a... Backlash, babe. That's what I'm telling you. Backlash. Yeah, I'll get to a tweet from uh, Obama's old campaign manager. Guy with the mustache that shaved it off. Old mustache. I remember him. I can't even think of his name right now. Help me. Cobb? Cobb. I don't even know a Cobb. No? Uh, David Axelrod. Um, Would have uh, never gotten that. Really? (laughs) Shave his mustache. Obama's campaign manager. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, David Axelrod. uh, I want to subpoena his razor. 
he tweeted yesterday, he said, I think this is going too far and it's going to start to look like the witch hunt. Trump's calling it. I'm telling you. Obama's that's been campaign impression. manager said that. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. So yeah. more on that later. Oh, and Hillary announced she's not running. Okay. So many things to discuss. There's our board operator. I'd like to announce I'm not climbing half dome with no ropes like that other dude with the free climb guy. I thought she was. I thought she was. Oh, really? That was news to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, please. Um, how are you? She ran it up the flagpole and nobody saluted. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Marines in dress blues didn't salute. (laughs) How are you, Michael? I'm feeling proud, more like a man this morning, actually. Um, yesterday, I don't know if you remember, but I said that I was... Uh, Lost your virginity, you say? No, actually, I, I'm looking after a golden retriever. I'm house-sitting, and the dog, unfortunately, had made multiple messes throughout the house. Oh, he's boy. got locked in. So I took upon myself to download a manual and found the big carpet shampooer in the garage, dusted it off, filled the whole thing, and uh, shampooed the carpets throughout the house. And nice. i got to admit, I think I did a pretty good job. Very huh? resourceful. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, have you done anything to stop the dog from doing the same thing again? And yes, have I, to... I have. I'm trying to a change court. its schedule. And, of oh. course, you know, the parents say, so how's the dog doing? Uh, very good. Very good. Dog's doing great. <laughs> Digestion yeah. appears to be running uh, like clockwork. Yeah. Had any problems? No, no, not, nothing at all. There so, you go. Well, aren't yeah. you a good son? Yeah. Um, there is uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Some... Some more information that keeps leaking out about the the Game of Thrones final season that's coming up in in several weeks now. Spoiler alert! Uh, but uh, th- this one really caught my eye that in the eighth and final season there is a single battle that was filmed that took eleven weeks of night shoots to film. That is a single battle from a single episode. Now keep in mind, a lot of your your typical Hollywood blockbusters only take about two to three months total for the entire film, and for this. For this one scene of this one thing, to 11 weeks, that's like three months in and of itself. Uh, there's, there better be some dragons. Is there a name for people like you and Joe that are uh, Game of Thrones freaks? Like mm. super into it? Is there a name uh, for Americans? <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Now, I don't claim freakhood. I'm so late to the party, it'd be embarrassing, but I'm, I am wrong a with big that. fan. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with that. I didn't wonder if you're thronies. You know, like thronies. I love thronies. We're thronies. Thronies are excited about this battle scene. If I if I call myself a throny again, I'm going to have to fight myself, which would be well, put it on YouTube. That's in season six. Of yeah. yeah, right. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news already. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Break out the beads. Watch me dance. <laughs> what? And, there, and there's the music. music. Where 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 where's the music? What music? I. Uh, you, you hijacked it. You hijacked me. Let's do that again. All right. Break out the beads. Watch me dance. There you go. Yeah. He's actually dancing. He yeah. is dancing. Yeah. Please stop. So what? What is going on, Marshall? God, he's doing the hoochie dance, yeah. too. That was a little too oh, suggestive for oh, me. Oh, boy. Don't twerk in front of oh, me. Oh, no, no. Oh. You can do that, but you can't do push-ups, Marshall. Huh? <laughs> That's part of the exercise plan. Today, it's Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. I didn't realize that. New Orleans alive with decadence, dancing, parades, and tradition. I have never been to Mardi Gras, but I have tossed beads in a number of cities over the years, I assure you. You know, that little uh, routine you did there gives me a glimpse of the younger Marshall Phillips right there that dancing right there, there you, you, go. you clearly got the moves i could see you out on the floor i don't want that was enough with uh 
with uh, some famous person's niece or whatever the the, the whole deal always is. Second cousin. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or the babysitter, too. <laughs> that was an interesting yeah. glimpse into a young Marshall Phillips <laughs> there, there as you go. danced. Thank you. I liked that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on the This It Is Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, March 5th, year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Okay, here's the beginning of the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. But not BuzzFeed. They thought it was perfect. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> On Tucker Carlson last night, I saw one of the best things I've seen on cable news, and I don't know how long. He had the guy who runs BuzzFeed on, and they had a respectful, though heated, conversation about uh, their reporting and everything like that. I thought, why can't more cable shows do this, Mm. where they actually have the two participants on and actually have a discussion about it? That was really good. Fixed news? It was really good. They had a respectful, yet feisty exchange of views. And Tucker said, thanks for having the guts to come on. He said, thanks for, uh, you know, having me on to present my side. And I was just... Perfect. Why Why can't we have more of that in cable news? Why can't we have more of that clip? Uh, Brett Baer on his panel segments had Jim Messina, longtime heavyweight Democrat consultant, who respectfully and intelligently expressed uh, his point of view. It was a great night for reasonable exchange of ideas. Needs Perfect. To be... And it's only happening on one network. How odd. Uh, Marsha Phillips, what are other headlines? Democrats out to investigate all things Trump, as many think the Mueller investigation is going to produce no damaging evidence against the president. Meanwhile, the Dems are dealing with a problem of their own, anti-Semitism, and the second case of a man completely cured of the HIV virus. Coming up. Mueller report's going to come out, and nobody's even going to bother to open it. And it's, it's over there. It's on the desk. Yeah, I know. Maybe this weekend, if I'm not doing anything, I'll look at it. I don't know. Wow. We thought it was going to be world stopping. Yeah, wait a minute. I thought it was like the new Bible there for six months. No, no. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It includes one email uh, entitled, Joe is a God. So we'll try to get to that one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We're actually going to talk to a White House uh, press correspondent who we really like uh, later in the show, among other people. Should be pretty good today. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. to quit coffee. I'm going to quit coffee. Or caffeine. Seriously? Yeah. Um, I had one sip yesterday, and so far I've had one sip today, and that's all I plan to have today. Why the move? The life change. Because I spent all day long Sunday thinking I was having a heart attack, I think from my inflated coffee use. I I don't know what it's from, but... Mm. I've been thinking about it for a while anyway. That's like the one thing I manage successfully in my life. So I'll be taking a really superior tone <laughs> when we talk about coffee. Just don't bring up food, drink, this, there are some, exercise. There are some people <laughs> in my world, uh, I don't subscribe to this, but there are some people in the sobriety world that don't like, so I haven't had a, an alcoholic drink in almost 13 years, but. There are some people in the sobriety world that believe that if you still drink coffee or smoke cigarettes or do anything else that alters your mood, hmm. 
um, you're still not completely sober. It's a little purist, but yeah, you know, I who am I to criticize? I know I don't subscribe to that, but I would I would kind of like to not be taking any altering substances. Uh, yeah, uh, if well, I can do it, I'm you, not sure I can. If I can't, I'll go back to coffee. You, you shifting to uh, to team tea? No, yeah. no, no, no caffeine, no caffeine. There's not. There's not. I, this is well. I don't need. A, I don't need a different caffeine. beverage. I'm, I'm okay you for don't? beverages. Oh, some nice herb teas. Oh, they got delicious ones. Yeah, no one's a little spicy and orangey. The next one's a little raspberry. Oh, I can, I can just drink water. Very nice. Just ah, cold water. Great. I like actually warm or hot water. I don't like cold water. Hurts my teeth. Warm water. I do. I like I like room temperature water, folks. That's actually my favorite beverage. That uh, that might be the title of the unauthorized Jack Armstrong biography. Sean. He likes warm water, Sean. or I like warm water. The Jack Armstrong story. Sean looks as shocked as he's ever looked. Just right from the tap. <laughs> exactly. Just what I like. Oh boy, mailbag. <laughs> Well, you're a party, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Our freedom-loving quote of the day from Milton Friedman. You don't want to hear this. Turn off your radio right now. Nobody wants to hear this. There we go. Now that no one's listening, I'll go ahead. Keep your eye on one thing and one thing only. How much government is spending, because that's the true tax. If you're not paying for it in the form of explicit taxes, you're paying for it indirectly in the form of inflation or in the form of borrowing. The thing you should keep your eye on is what government spends, and the real problem is to hold down government spending as a fraction of our income, and if you do that, you can stop worrying about the debt. Spending is the true rate of taxation. That was one of his main thrusts. Anytime he was interviewed, he always threw that in, so it's always stuck in my mind. I've watched a lot of Milton Friedman YouTube videos. The true rate of taxation is the the rate of spending. True. And, And then Ben the Libertarian goes on to say, quite aptly, Spending is not decreased under Trump. Therefore, I think it would be fair to say that Trump is decreased tax tax rates, but not the true rate of taxation. I would agree. That's absolutely true. Perfect. Meow. Okay, you can turn your radios back on now. I'm done lecturing you about something nobody wants to hear about. Certainly, the electorate has no interest in it. Speaking of animals, nice note from Katie in Lodi, California, one of the great wine grape-growing capitals of the world. Unlike my friend here, I remain an enthusiast. But Katie is uh, very happy that we were mentioning uh, racing pigeons. Mm. Very gratified. She's, are, she's in that world. There are racing pigeons that cost as much as a luxury car, I read in an article. There are racing racing pigeon clubs all over the country, all over the state of California where she lives. Um, also, roller pigeons. She doesn't discuss what they are. I'd imagine they're pigeons and roller skates that skate around and elbow each other. Um, God, I love roller Mike derby. I wish roller derby was still on TV. I loved that as a kid. Women's roller derby. Some big bulky gal going around elbowing the heck out of some other girl. Oh, boy. I, I was uh, both aroused and horrified as a youngster. <laughs> Uh, and and confused. I spent hours trying to figure out what the rules were, and I never <laughs> did no figure rules. it out. Yeah, yeah. And finally, she says, "And Joe is a god because coffee flavored soap would be a game changer." Mm. I agree. If I wasn't an underachiever, Katie, I'd already have it in stores. Uh, it took three days of rinsing for my coffee cup not to s- taste like soap. Boy, this is a great idea from Kurt. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, catching up. Oh, it reminded me. Uh, oh, we were talking about uh, transgender uh, gals in sports and how that will end women's sports, and it will. More on that to come. But 
If Trump, if President Trump came out as transgender at the end of his presidency, last few months maybe, the Democratic Party would be forced to either A, accept that there is a level of lunacy with the current transgender views and policies and admit it, or B, accept President Trump as the first woman president of the United States. You're super progressive, uh, you know, uh, snowflakey uh, social justice warrior types would be forced to recognize him as a woman president because he identifies as a woman. It's like that transgender activist said the other day, if a woman has a penis, that penis is biologically female, which is through the looking glass. It's a great email, but too long. Uh, let's see. Here's Dan says, Guys, did you know if you try to start your own LLC, a limited liability corporation in California, they immediately hit you with an $800 tax just for trying to start a business? It's many multiples more than any other state. Yes, actually, we did realize that, Dan. And I remember asking the same question. What is this $800 for? It's because they said that you have to pay it. Right. Okay. We want to start a small business and try to grow it and hire people. Yeah, well, pay up, says the mob which is the government of Corruptifornia. There's more stuff on the multi-billion dollar Jacko empire and how the new documentary threatens it. Cirque du Soleil in uh, Las Vegas. They're still doing a giant Jacko tribute deal. Ooh, that won't last. Mm. I don't think that'll last. Marshall's got the news, and uh, the Mueller report is over. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. If you ever were, nobody cares about it anymore. We've moved on to taxes. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. game and there's been some major moves on the chessboard in the last couple of days let's get the news now with marshall phillips why well, democrats intensifying their investigation of president trump the house judiciary committee sending out more than 80 document requests to various parties in the trump administration the committee said it is seeking evidence of corruption and abuse of power and obstruction of justice president trump saying during a photo op yesterday I cooperate all the time with everybody. And you know the beautiful thing? No collusion. It's all a hoax. It's a political hoax. House Judiciary. Well, he, he, you know, he can keep talking about that if he wants, but that's not what anybody's claiming anymore. Collusion's gonesville. That that train has, nobody cares. That train has left the station. As Ocasio-Cortez said yesterday, we should be focusing on Trump's finances instead of Russia. Um, <laughs> right. Until that ends up being a dry well, well then it'll be on to, I don't know, his, his driving record. There's no way his finances are a dry well. I mean, they might be not impeachable or go to jail stuff, right. but there's so much with a businessman with all this different stuff. It's opposition be, research. There'll be Let's all be kinds of things that people can complain about or argue about or whatever yeah um that's interesting we should be talking taxes not russia from aoc i'd say that's amazing and and yeah and nadler saying well there are a lot of things that Mueller can't get into so we need to go into those everybody's just apparently (laughs) the word is on the street that there's nothing in the Mueller report so this this yesterday when when they came out and said we need is it 80 different 80 80 some yeah and and i'm on it that list did you know that they subpoenaed various documents for me including the rough drafts of my pro-Trump slam poetry that I'm known for. I'm making the festival rounds. Mm. 
and uh, they'll get it out of my cold, dead hands, all right? Huh? So even David Axelrod, who ran Barack Obama's campaign, said, maybe I'm missing something, but the hazard of an omnibus document demand by the House Judiciary, that's a good phrase, um, versus discrete serial ones, is that however legitimate the areas of inquiry, the wide-ranging nature of it is too easy to play into the witch hunt meme. Yes. Yep. He recognizes how this could turn out politically. We'll see. Adding to that list, former White House lawyer Ty Cobb, who says he is sure Robert Mueller's Russia investigation is not a witch hunt. He did an interview with ABC's The Investigation podcast, and Cobb was saying that Mueller's report will likely spare President Trump from any serious political harm. Yeah, so clearly, I mean, let's just all come to terms with this. The word is out. There's nothing there. On the uh-huh. Russia thing from Mueller. So everybody's moved on. Next! And it's going to be about the Trump family and taxes. Right. And I Russia. thought it was going to be obstruction of justice. Taxes? taxes. Like pre-election getting taxes? His, getting his taxes. Getting his tax returns. From years past. Yeah. Before then, he was elected. Absolutely. All right. I'm not sure I see the rationale there. I don't know. It's oppo research. I'm not sure you need one. We'll see how it plays politically. Seems like you should. Cobb adding that House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler and others will indeed, though, continue to go after Trump. All these people are basically hell-bent on issuing a lot of subpoenas to get to the, um, um, get to the administration and perpetuate this investigation. Perpetuate the investigation. Well, it's clearly going to happen. How it plays politically, I don't know. Will... We'll, uh... So you got the chunk of America that hates Trump no matter what. You got the chunk of America that's going to support Trump or that side no matter what because they hate the other side complaining about them. Mm-hmm. Then that part in the middle that doesn't pay much attention. The persuadables. The persuadables. Will they will they notice this switch from Russia to something else and say, hey, what happened to the whole Russia thing? Or will it smoothly just be investigating Trump? And- that's an interesting question. I, I think they will notice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because the headlines are omnipresent. If you pay any attention whatsoever, you will realize, wait, there's a, now it's this? I didn't and how he- about the whole freaking Stormy Daniels thing? Remember that? That was the most important story in the greatest superpower on Earth for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, that's still and- the crux of the obstruction, uh, part of the obstruction and the campaign finance thing. That right. They're so hot to talk And about. it is still a big fat nothing. Um, If... Yeah, I, in terms of the running, stakes are so low. One hundred and thirty thousand dollars of like miss filled out forms in a you know billion dollar campaign. It's um, nothing. It's 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 not even shoplifting. On the subject of running the country, I've, I saw both a Democrat and Republican strategist say with this number of different angles of right. in- inquiry and you know documents that they want, and then fighting about it. The Trump administration will definitely be bogged down, will grind to a halt. They won't have time to deal with anything other than these 80 different things they're looking at at one time. So that's where we are, and maybe you think that's great, and maybe you think that's horrible, I guess. Doctors reporting... I can't see how that'd be good. Doctors reporting a second case of a man who appears to be free of the HIV virus after undergoing a stem cell transplant. Now, the first case was in American Timothy Ray Brown, who was treated in Germany and was until now believed to be the only person cured of an HIV infection. He is still free of HIV 12 years after his transplant. In a new case published in the journal Nature, an HIV-positive London man underwent a stem cell transplant to treat uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. 
And the doctors thought it might also eliminate his HIV infection. They found a donor with a gene mutation that gives natural resistance to HIV, and the transplant was successful, with the man still not showing any sign of the virus 18 months later. Boy, that guy who has that gene mutation, how much pressure is he getting to, to like allow himself to be drained of his T-cells? I mean... Is he's like a uh, he's a, a more than a fountain of youth. He's right. like a, a he is a miracle drug. Yeah, I mean, he, he, where does he live? You got to be careful that the government doesn't snatch him up and strap him to a bed and just drain him in the, the, the name of uh, humanity. You know, the greater good. Socialism applied to the man's bloodstream. We all just pretended like Magic Johnson didn't didn't put uh, HIV in a chokehold several several decades back. The man's a champion in high school, champion in college, champion at the pros, defeated AIDS. I mean, we need to give Magic Johnson some more credit. There, there you go. That's a wrap. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Fantastic, Marshall. I, I'm I'm having trouble not having my head spin around on this whole change of pace from the Mueller investigation being over is just blowing my mind. I mean, I was tired of talking about it, so that's good news. We kind of decided we didn't want to hear any more about it. We don't have to anymore because it's over. Nobody cares. A few All more right. comments on that and cable news's never-ending quest to get you to light your hair on fire. Uh, that story and a, a related story about Trump's CPAC speech, unintentional hilarity from CNN, the number 10 cable network in America. And you have more for why women's sports is doomed? Yes. Yes. Well, it, it will be if the social justice warriors get their way. It will end. Hmm. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cool article out today about if you're into a product and you think it's going to be hot, buy the stock instead of the product. they got a whole bunch of examples that are really good. I'll, yeah. throw, I'll throw out one for you. When uh, one of your Nike shoes was hot in 1987 and everybody had to have them, um, they were $75. If you'd have bought $75 in Nike stock instead of that pair of shoes at that time, you'd now have $62,000. Oh, I love that idea. Instead of those worn-out shoes. I've been aware of that uh, for decades, Jack, that principle, but I never think of it. So I'm an idiot, <laughs> and the very bringing up of that topic makes me feel stupid. There's a bunch of, bunch of good adv- examples throughout the I program. love that idea, though. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I just need somebody else to remember for me and remind me. Yeah. Yeah. But I want the shoes. They're cool. Yeah. Get the get the shoes and the stock even. Mm. Yeah. Why does it have to be one or the other? Why so binary? Oh, hey, I just was wandering by the uh, the stack of newspapers, and turns out they're uh, molesting kids in the skating world as well. Oh. Is that a surprise to anybody? I, it, where there is big-time youth sports and and a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, therefore... Lots of incentive to keep your mouth shut and not go against the system and the rest of it. Where there that exists, there is sexual exploitation of children. God, it one, just is. One thing we've learned in the last couple of years is there's way more pervs than you thought there were. At least more than I thought. 
Yeah. Way more pervs than I thought. And uh, and it's going to make it sucky for coaches from here on out because everybody's going to be more suspicious. Yeah, already has to a large extent. Um, you Which know, is not terrible. To, well, I guess we have a minute for this. Yeah, back in my uh, youth sports coaching days, which was uh, you know better than a decade of, of coaching every single year, multiple sports some years, um, it got to the point where they told us, don't pat anybody on the back, um, don't give a hug to some kid who's hurt or discouraged or anything, just don't touch anybody. A high five you can get away with. If there are other adults around who can attest that you just gave a high five. And we, the non-pervs of the world, are thinking... What kind of world is this? Right. It's it's terrible. You got some eight-year-old kid who gets hurt and crying. You can't put your arm around him because you might be a rapist. Oh, Lord. But, you know, I, I, I get it because a lot of kids have been victimized, but it's discouraging. Anyway, uh, Michael, transition music. I depressed myself. Wow. Let's I need to move away. I got the wrong vibes going. <laughs> wow. Wow, what is this? The best thing ever, duh. That's bad flutin'. That okay, will, that's plenty. That will erase your mind. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, we didn't even get to the <laughs> high notes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the chorus. Don't bore us, get to the chorus. So there's a really, really interesting piece I came across. Actually, one of our alert, uh, our fabulous alert listeners. It was uh, um, uh, Lyndon. Sent it along is an article from the Irish Examiner, mm. but it's about uh, women's sports and the controversies that are getting more and more important. And it starts talking about Castor Semenya, whose name you might not recall, but that is the woman, the South African woman, who's the two-time Olympic 800 meters champion and is a very, very manly-looking gal. I mean. Very manly looking gal. And she was like uh, a number of very successful women athletes born with internal testes, which when they hit puberty, flooded their system with testosterone. And so she is very big, very strong, thick muscled, thick boned, etc. Um, and how international uh, sports Olympics are struggling to deal with those women what to do about them? Do they? Do you make them take for hormones? Undergo surgery? Lower their testosterone to let them compete? How do you deal with that? Even it's though tough. If I'm going to compete against LeBron James, he's got way more testosterone than I've got. Right. Probably. Right. Right. And different, different all kinds of things than I've got. I, I that might, make it unfair. I might argue that you know, can you call somebody with both ovaries and testicles? biologically a female do you count up the sex organs and if it's two to one it's all about the penis to me <laughs> always has been well since uh, i was 13 that's well yeah well okay i'm not sure the uh, usioc is going to put you in charge of this but um so if you got to you know well anyway you can count your uh your signs of what sex you are individually uh in your own time at home or, or in your car but I mean, so if you got the uh, the the twig and the berries and ovaries, that's three to two. That was from the Irish Times, w- Irish Examiner, Irish Examiner. I read that every single day. Four leaf clovers, real or fake? Right. Potatoes in the news. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Throwing a little drunken reference to uh, oh, wow. to slander my people. Go ahead. 
As if we didn't endure enough. No Irish or dogs. I've seen the signs. Um, uh, so anyway, they get into that, uh, that sort of thing. But then they make the uh, transition to, uh, choice of words entirely unintentional there, um, and, and those are called d- the DSD women. What does that uh, stand for? Uh, it doesn't. It's the gals we were talking about with the uh, internal uh, testes. But anyway, uh, DSD and tra- transgender athletes are different, of course, but sport may have to ultimately treat them the same. Both are unquestionably women. Are they? I would disagree. But both may have a performance edge due to male sex organs. Many intelligent, informed, and well-meaning experts have argued that all women, regardless of biology, should be free to complete, compete unrestricted. Um, well, that that's is ridiculous. a ridiculous yeah. attitude. And this uh, piece in the Irish Examiner is attempting to be very even-handed and fair as they deal with some very difficult questions. In fact, the headline is, uh, no easy answer in the debate that's become too toxic to have. Well, I would suggest if you're arguing that men who just say, I'm a woman now, are women, you're out of your mind. Uh, DSD is Disorders of Sex Development. Uh, okay, includes thank you. intersex or hermaphrodite, according so, to this but, medical. But there you go. Aren't most really top-level female athletes, and certainly not all, I mean, we know that's not true, but a lot are fairly manly. Yes, and just in the build, and depending like, on the sport, of course, but muscularity. Yes. Yeah. yeah, not definitely not all. I mean, you know, right. look at tennis. You got uh, you got people like uh, Martina Nav- Navratilova, who's one of the greatest tennis players of all time. You know, she's bigger than me. But then you got that Russian model chick who couldn't be more feminine, mm-hmm. um, and playing at the same level. Then they get to this. But here's the thing, and this is the main point of the piece: if we're to accept the unregulated unre- presence of male biology in women's sport. Uh, well, again, that's stupid. That is dumb and untenable. And if you don't see that, your ideology has blinded your common sense. But they say, if we're going to accept the unregulated presence of male biology in women's sport, that women born with without male sex organs must compete against those who have them on the premise that biologically bi- biology is fundamentally unfair... Another idiotic notion. Why not abandon the women's category altogether? After all, men and women compete against each other in horse racing. Why not in athletics or boxing? The answer is obvious and should underpin the debate about women's sport, which is fundamentally a protected category, and it's one we must protect. But what is a woman? And should the dividing line be different in sport than society? That's the key question. No one can fully answer. Well, I'd say people can fully answer it, Maybe with difficulty, but they can fully answer it if they don't engage in ridiculousness like all women, regardless of biology, should be free to compete. Well, I'm not trying to be uh, shocking or controversial. Is there a reason why you can't just go if you were born with a penis, you compete as a man? And if you well, I would suggest it's more about testicles than a penis. Well, I understand that. But just uh, that's God's choice. For whatever reason, God gave you testicles as a woman and you're going to be better at sports. Probably that's just the way it goes. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, you got to you got to come up with something. Well, so I'm, why not use that line? Uh, you know, this gets to a major like global societal change and that is the the uh the aggrandizement of the idea of uh, entitlement that everybody deserves a chance to compete in the Olympic games and if you deny that to somebody because for instance they're a woman with testicles, you've done something fundamentally unfair. I, you know, there are dozens of reasons why I never made it to the Olympics, starting with lack of talent, 
strength, speed, coordination, agility, etc. I went to the Olympics in 1996. You got very drunk. I had good seats. I watched the track and field. So you made it. You made it to the, Olympic, made it to the Games. Olympics. Yeah. The idea that I have been denied something that was due me seems ridiculous to me. I was denied Olympic glory because of my biology. I would like to have played football. I just was not big enough. I was denied the ability to play football by being born too small. Yeah, yeah. It's not a lot different, is it? No, I don't I don't think it is fundamentally. It's well, it's a damn shame. I worked like crazy to make the basketball teams in schools for years and I finally did then realized I'm slow, I can't jump and I have small hands. Um and and so I just I can't. Sean, you were going to throw something in? Yeah, I think that's the difference is that in those scenarios you had the ability to try out and fail. These other ones, you're not even allowed to to learn that for yourself. Oh, it turns out I'm just not good enough. You're... But I didn't have the opportunity to try out for the women's, the girls' basketball team. I'd have dominated in girls' basketball team. Why? Because I have testicles. Congratulations. Arguably. You mentioned that a lot. You seem to be very proud. Well, of uh, you know. You don't believe me? Come on over here. Huh? I don't, I don't, for some reason, you're, it seems like crossing the line when we're doing some sort of internal investigation. Now let's just go by the outside. Look at the outside. You're a guy. You're a girl. Well, what's going to be better than that? You're going to go with the uh, look inside everybody? If you have testicles. Internal or external. You don't get to compete Hmm. as a woman. That's going to be your rule? Yes. You think that's what they're going to go with? I don't know. Hmm. No, because that would be simple and reasonable. They can't deal with something that's too bad. It's a shame. It's sad. I wish it were different, but it can't be. We've got to cure that problem. You are listening to our text line, 415-295-KFTC.